Hey everyone, before we start the episode, I wanted to share some exciting news. We have a YouTube channel now. We started posting our episodes with some cool images and videos, so you should definitely go check it out. You can find us at On Wildlife Podcast, and don't forget to subscribe. Now let's get into the episode. Hello, welcome to On Wildlife. I'm your host, Alex Ray. On this podcast, we bring the wild to you. We take you on a journey into the life of a different animal every week, and I guarantee you you're going to come out of here knowing more about your favorite animal than you did before. The animal that I'm going to be talking about this week is so unique, you'd think it came from another planet. These animals are ocean dwellers that are smart, strong, and can even change colors. So put on your snorkeling gear, because we're heading to the ocean floor to talk about octopuses. Before we get to talking about octopuses, I want to thank Joshua and Donovan from Connecticut for giving me the idea for this episode. Okay, so there are about 300 species of octopus, and they're found in every ocean in the world. But most species live in tropical waters on the ocean floor. They're classified as cephalopods, so they're closely related to squids and cuttlefish. Octopuses have round bodies, bulging eyes, and of course, eight limbs, which is where the prefix octo in its name comes from. Oh, and by the way, speaking of names, you may have heard me use the word octopuses instead of octopi. While both ways to say the plural for octopus are technically correct, as well as the word octopodes, octopuses is the most widely used. Although they appear to be floppy, an octopus's limbs are made entirely of muscle and each limb has two rows of fleshy suckers. A Pacific octopus has over 2,000 suckers on its body. The groove of an octopus's suckers creates individual low-pressure seals onto any surface, which is what helps them attach to things. The suction strength of some octopus species is powerful enough to tear human flesh. So needless to say, these suckers, along with their extremely muscular arms, allow octopuses to be really strong. The giant octopus can lift 35 pounds with a single sucker. They've been known to be able to lift 40 times their own body weight, which is just insane. To compare that to us, humans can only lift about 1 to 2 times their own body weight. Their arms are joined at the base of their body through a web of tissue called the skirt. At the center of the skirt, underneath their body, is the mouth, which has a sharp, horny beak. And we'll talk about what that beak is used for later on in the episode. Octopuses vary a lot depending on their species. The smallest species is the wolfy octopus, which is less than 2.5 centimeters long and weighs less than a gram. The largest species is the Great Pacific octopus, which can grow to be 16 feet long and weigh over 100 pounds. But the largest Great Pacific octopus ever recorded was found in Japan, and it weighed over 600 pounds. Octopuses have been around for a really long time, with the first fossilized octopus having lived approximately 296 million years ago during the Carboniferous period. 
The most well-studied octopus is the common octopus, which has the scientific name Octopus vulgaris. Another species, though, the veined octopus, is known for its extreme intelligence. In 2009, biologists reported this species emptying coconut half-shells and carrying them around as portable shelters. And later on in the podcast, I'll talk a little bit more about just how smart these animals are. But even though they're intelligent, most octopuses don't live for that long. Some species live for a few months, and others can get to be around five years old. There are so many amazing octopus species with some really cool adaptations. For example, the blanket octopus has webbing that runs in between some of their arms. They stretch their arms out when they're threatened, and this webbing makes them appear much bigger to predators than they really are. The Dumbo octopus lives 13,000 feet below the surface of the water, and they have fins on the side of their head that look like ears, but they're actually there to help them steer through the ocean. And the Caribbean reef octopus has skin that naturally reflects light. There are so many other amazing and surprising things to talk about when it comes to octopuses, so stick around while we take a break. The science word that I want to talk to you about today is biotechnology. Biotechnology is exactly what it sounds like, using technology to influence life in some way. It could include things like genetic editing, medicine, and even cloning. Okay, we're back. Octopuses are carnivorous animals, and they typically prey on crabs, crayfish, and mollusks. Most of these animals have hard shells that are difficult to penetrate, but the octopus has that all figured out. We talked already about how they have a sharp beak under their body, but they also have a structure called a radula. The radula looks like a tongue that's located inside the beak, and on it, there are structures that resemble teeth. The octopus uses the radula to drill into the shells of its prey. They usually hunt at night, grabbing their prey with their muscular arms. And some octopuses use their beaks to inject venom into their prey, paralyzing it and making it much easier to eat. According to National Geographic, a recent study shows that all octopus species are venomous, but you don't have to worry about most of the species. By far, the most dangerous octopus species is the blue-ringed octopus. And their name gives you a clue about how to identify them. They have bright blue rings on their bodies that are easy to spot. Their venom contains similar proteins to those found in the venom of poisonous snakes. And if you're bitten by one of these animals and don't get treated immediately, you could become paralyzed. Octopuses also have some very interesting anatomy. And you're probably going to want to look this stuff up after I tell you because it just doesn't sound true. Octopuses have three hearts and nine brains. And you know the large bulb behind their eyes that kind of looks like their head? Well, that's not where one of their brains is. Their central brain is right in between their eyes. And they also have one brain in each of their eight limbs. This allows each limb to act independently of the other ones and it also allows them to taste and touch their surroundings with their limbs. 
In the bulb behind their eyes, they have all of their internal organs, including their three hearts. Each of the octopus's hearts has a different role. One circulates blood throughout the body, and the other two pump blood past their gills so that the blood cells can pick up oxygen. And speaking of blood, octopus blood isn't red, it's blue. This blue blood is actually helpful for the octopus because it helps the blood remain oxygenated in low oxygen conditions. Blue blood is caused by a protein called hemocyanin, which has copper in it. We have the protein hemoglobin, which carries iron instead of copper. Hemoglobin is the reason that our blood is red. Hemocyanin is really good at carrying oxygen when it's cold and there's not a lot of oxygen around. Octopuses are not monogamous animals, and both males and females will mate with multiple different individuals. Once ready to lay their eggs, the females search for a sheltered place that's safe from any disturbances. Eggs are laid in shallow waters and are attached to a substrate. A substrate is just a stable area, usually at the ocean floor, that the eggs will stick onto. When it's too sandy or muddy, octopuses can lay their eggs on shells or even bottles and other man-made objects that have sunk down to the bottom of the ocean. Some species of octopus can lay around 500,000 eggs at a time. During the four to five month period of brooding, the female doesn't eat so that she can spend all of her time taking care of her eggs. She takes care of her eggs by cleaning them with her arms and squirting jets of water on them. She'll also make sure to scare any predators away. Sadly, because the female stops eating after laying her eggs, she'll lose about one-third of her body weight and die shortly after the eggs hatch. That just shows how dedicated female octopuses are to making sure that their eggs hatch safely. Alright, let's take our last break, but octopuses just keep getting cooler and cooler, so don't go anywhere. Today's trivia question. On what continent can you find sloths? A. South America B. Africa C. Asia or D. Australia The answer is A. South America Okay, welcome back. Octopuses don't have it all their own way in the ocean because there are a lot of animals that consider them a tasty treat. Some of their most common predators are seals, sharks, and big fish. But they have a lot of strategies to keep themselves from getting eaten. For example, octopuses are able to use camouflage to hide from their prey. And they're really one of the best animals in the world at doing this. They use these specialized cells called chromatophores, which have tiny sacs filled with different colored pigments. By squeezing these sacs, octopuses are able to change the brightness of each of these colors to fit into their surroundings. And they can change their color in a matter of seconds. It's really amazing to see. You'd have a hard time finding them on the ocean floor. If their camouflage doesn't work, octopuses also have an ink sac. When threatened, they can release clouds of black ink that are able to confuse predators by dulling their eyesight and their sense of smell. After releasing the ink, 
octopuses quickly swim away by squirting jets of water out of their body. So they're kind of like a rocket that uses jet propulsion. Octopuses can also fit through even the most narrow cracks that would seem impossible to get through. They're able to do this because their bodies are extremely soft and can be squeezed. The only hard part of an octopus's body is its beak, so any hole larger than that is possible to get through. But in the worst case scenario, if they're really in a pinch, they can also detach one of their arms and let the predator eat that while they escape. Luckily, they're actually able to regenerate their limbs, so it'll grow back. Octopuses are one of the most intelligent invertebrates in the world. They're able to learn from their surroundings and make complex decisions based on what they sense around them. If octopuses are encountering more predators, they'll incorporate new food items into their diet so that they stop running into these predators. They're also able to adjust their activity during the day and night if they notice that it'll be safer for them. They can solve mazes and do tasks like opening a jar to find food. And they're also a real problem for aquariums. In a New Zealand aquarium, an octopus was able to sneak out of its tank and follow a drain pipe into the ocean. And another aquarium told the story of how an octopus would sneak out of its tank at night eat some of the fish that were swimming in the tanks nearby, and then sneak back into its tank as if nothing ever happened. The common octopus is typically a solitary and territorial species. They live in small holes and are very protective over the shelters that they make for themselves. They'll leave their dens at dusk to hunt and return at dawn, and they're usually nocturnal. Sometimes they'll leave their dens during the day, but these hunts are typically much shorter in duration. Some octopuses like to move to a new den after a few days, while others stay in the same den for long periods of time. Octopuses are very important to the ecosystems that they're a part of. First, they control animal populations by preying on them, especially snails. In some areas, octopus predation accounts for 50% of all snail deaths. And much of the octopus's prey depends on sea kelp as a food source. Therefore, octopuses help to regulate how much sea kelp there is by eating its predators. They're also a food source for the animals that I mentioned before, like sharks and seals. This is especially important right now because shark populations are declining rapidly. Also, fish are attracted to abandoned octopus dens and often develop communities within them which then attracts large predators like sharks. Octopuses are also indicator species because they're very sensitive to their environment. They help us figure out if an ecosystem is healthy. The more octopuses in an ecosystem, the healthier that ecosystem is. Unfortunately, the fact that they're sensitive to the environment is hurting their populations. They're facing a lot of problems right now. For example, overfishing. Many people around the world eat octopus, which is obviously going to decrease their populations. But people are also overfishing their prey, which can cause them to not have enough food to survive. And as we release more carbon dioxide into the atmosphere, the oceans also become more acidic. This is a huge problem for octopuses because it makes it harder for their prey to form their shells, so these animals are dying at an early age. The oceans are also getting warmer, and octopuses are very sensitive to ocean temperature changes, so it causes them to migrate to different areas that they don't usually go to. 
It's really hard to figure out how many individual octopuses are in existence, since they're nearly impossible to tag. One of the most common ways to estimate the size and health of octopus populations is by observing how many the local fishermen are catching. However, this can be inaccurate, as fishermen are not always correctly recording their catches and since not all species are accessible to fisheries. If you want to help octopuses, you can check out Saving the Blue, Octopus Foundation, and the Sea Change Project. Thank you so much for coming on this adventure with me as we explored the world of octopuses. You can find the sources that we use for this podcast and links to organizations that we reference at onwildlife.org. You can also email us with any questions at onwildlife.podcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at on underscore wildlife or on TikTok at onwildlife. Don't forget to tune in next Wednesday for another awesome episode. And that's On Wildlife. You've been listening to On Wildlife with Alex Ray. On Wildlife provides general educational information on various topics as a public service, which should not be construed as professional, financial, real estate, tax, or legal advice. These are our personal opinions only. Please refer to our full disclaimer policy on our website for full details. Thank you.